Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, May 16th, 2022. I'm Broadway Video's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we are Matt. getting into the nitty gritty of Tony Awards campaign it, season. Last week we truth. saw it, it is. Uh, last week we saw the semi-delayed um, meet the candidate or meet the nominee luncheon. So there's a bunch of pictures and videos going mm-hmm. around from that. The one that I loved the most, well, well there were two actually. One uh. is uh, Max Clayton, who is currently the standby for Harold Hill in The Music Man. Uh-huh. He has a picture of of Hugh Jackman meeting a uh, a fellow Tony nominee named Matt Doyle, Dude. which is fun because Matt Doyle is in a long term relationship with Max Clayton. Yeah, and I don't believe because of COVID that Hugh had ever met Matt, but they met at the uh, at the luncheon, so that was very Love cool. It. And then the other one was um, while Miles Frost nominee from MJ the Musical was doing a sit down interview with somebody. Um, fellow nominee in the best actor uh, or best lead actor in a musical category, Rob McClure ambushed his um, session and just like heaped a bunch of love on him. He, apparently, yeah. he doesn't know him at all. Oh, but it was just fun. <laughs> like those are the great, but those are the great moments of like no, why these stuff. luncheons are are so fun and cool, and and they'll be doling out videos across all of the Broadway media avenues uh, between now and June 12th, but those are fun, and I was glad that people were able to get to do that for the first time in a number of years. I was just about to say, like, it's extra lovely and heartwarming when it's a situation like this, when people have been kind of closed off from a lot of other people's shows and not being able to see things, because you know, have to go to work, from work to home, from work to home, and it's nice. And going out in public is risky public is very risky especially right now so very yeah. nice to see love it love it always yep. i think the patty lapone mary louise parker picture that was going around was oh, from that, that was great too. as well so yeah cute. it really was nice Ugh. yeah i'm um, speaking of i don't know cute or not but uh this weekend on this week on broadway james peter and michael along with the great jan simpson talked about a case for the existence of god uh, at signature into the woods at, at city center um, Hitler's Tasters at Theater Row. Wish you were here at Playwrights Horizon, as well as the Pulitzer Prize winner for drama Fat Ham and the Tony nomination. So make nice. sure you head over to uh, the podcast feed to hear this week that on damn Broadway. Damn good lineup of shows, right it really, there. really is. Ooh. And there were other things mixed in as well. Some more regional things mixed in Ooh, too. Cool. So. All right. So unfortunately, after all of that good stuff, we have to start mm-hmm. with a little bit of a disappointing bit of news. As on, I think it was like. Like ten o'clock on Thursday night late. after yep. after our Friday episode had already hit the Patreon feed, which you can get at patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, Broadway Radio.com slash Patreon. Um, the producers of Mrs. Doubtfire announced that the show will be closing on May 29th. So that is two weeks from yesterday, give or take when you are listening to this, of mm-hmm. course. Um, the show only earned that single Tony nomination that I mentioned for lead actor in a musical, Rob McClure. Um, this was the first production to post a closing date following the nominations. If you had told me or if you had given me the chance to pick a show to do that, it would not have been this one. Likewise. Uh, but, um, you know, they did a lot of maneuvering to try to keep this show running, uh, shutting down the first time uh, back in the fall, shutting down for, what, three months? 
months in the spring to yeah. be able to open again in April. That did not uh, end up doing a whole lot of good. Um, producer Kevin McCollum did note that the show is planning on opening in Manchester, England. Yep, they are doing uh, auditions right now, as I had just interviewed the writers like two weeks ago. So, oh, nice. Very and then good. they're doing a U.S. tour next year. So it is not yep. the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical, for sure. No, the national tour is set to begin in October of 2023, but the show will now close up shop at the Stephen Sondheim Theater be uh later this month in two weeks mm-hmm. opening opening up said venue named yeah. after mr sondheim for a show that has been long rumored to be coming with a very very interesting duo mm-hmm. leading that production um i'm not 100 sure if that's where this said grizzly production is going <laughs> um but uh, if I could pick a, a location, this is the one that would raise me up the most. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very nice. Like I, I, I was trying to get. I was trying to get to a tease. I was trying to get to a tease. You got there. You got uh, there. It's a. It's a. I've gone through a lot of history of wrong guys to get oh, to that tease. God. But, oh God! Two of them. Two of them. Ooh, knock them out. You, Knock there you go. All right. <laughs> I could tease other things. I if uh, people saw what my uh, Zoom screen name was oh right goodness. now, that would be another clue. I'm just shaking with anticipation. Then I, then I saw her face, and I'm a bore lever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh. all right. Um, that was we borderline. Did get, that was very borderline. Well, whatever. Uh, no harm, no foul. <laughs> so, in addition to the Mrs. Doubtfire closing notice, we actually got an extension notice on Friday in an. A little bit of an odd extension. This feels more like an off-Broadway extension Mm -hmm. announcement. But Girl from the North Country announced that it would be extending its Broadway run by a week. Normally, we don't see incremental... Uh, extensions like this for yeah. uh, for Broadway shows, but it is interesting. The show will now run through June 19th, meaning that it will not close on the previously announced um, uh, Tony nomin- or Tony date. Uh, it was actually supposed to close on the 11th, the day before the Tonys. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting. I wonder if they think that they might have a chance at some awards and that might boost some sales or I maybe think the so. performance. Yeah, I think uh, they that- ended up with more Tony nominations than they expected and then here we are. We get an extension out of it, which is always nice for the people that are working on the show. Yeah, it's um, it, it got seven Tony nominations, including Best Musical, which I think when you and I talked the day before nominations came mm-hmm. out, is I, I thought this one would get a number of nominations because of the diversity of opportunities sure. for it to yep. get. Um, and the reviews that it got when it officially opened back in literally two oh, and a half years ago. years ago. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Girl from the North Country later in the show, but I do think it is important to mention the fact that To Kill a Mockingbird had been previously announced to return to performances at the Belasco Theater on June 1st. The Belasco Theater is obviously where Girl from the North Country is currently mm-hmm. playing. Obviously, it's not returning on June yeah. 1st, and it is not returning probably on July 1st either, because by the time they load out this and load in that, that wouldn't happen. So um, we don't have a whole lot of confirmed information about To Kill a Mockingbird, whether it is still ret- planning on if returning or if it will yeah. not return at all. Um, I imagine that the, the tour is doing very well. I, I just think it's so interesting that To Kill a Mockingbird was still selling pretty well as sure. far as we know um, when it when it ended up you know closing down I guess it would have been last fall or did it ever even return I know it did return it did and return, Greg Kinnear yeah. was in and out and he was sick so it's just a weird situation because it was like the best selling American play totally. 
in a long time. And so, it came uh, back in a really hard period. I mean, it's a very well-known property. It was the best-selling American play and won all these awards and everything. But then we didn't really have a tourism season. So it makes more yeah. much more sense that they're, you know, investing more in the tour at this point than they would the Broadway run. But we, again, still don't know if it's actually coming back to Broadway or not at this point. It's a weird situation. I, I, I would not be surprised if they hung on until like waited to the fall even if they decided to make an announcement one or the other like i'm not necessarily saying that they'll reopen in the fall but like until making a decision um i don't see it them taking it all off the road anytime soon so i don't think it's going to be one of those things where they set up um a tour stop on broadway although they could but it's booked through the spring so maybe next summer and then return to the road in fall of 2023 but it's just odd that a show that was doing so well and was bringing in you know decent named stars um hasn't really been able to figure out what it's doing but maybe that has a lot to do with rudin's uh disinvolvement with the show but yeah truly unprecedented times in all the ways that you could imagine yeah not mad about that part though nah uh all right, so let's get into some awards talk. On Thursday evening, the New York Drama Critics Circle met to determine the winners of the 86th Annual Awards. And this is one that we've talked about in the past, about how it's kind of a weird deal. There are 20 yeah. members of the New York Drama Critics Circle. They have multiple ballots, and on each ballot, they uh, increase like how many points you get for a vote. They pull things out. If you want a full description of like li- the literal ballot-by-ballot ballot process that goes through, they did... Um, the three ballots for play and only one for musical because the musical won on the first ballot. But the best play for the year was Samuel D. Hunter's A Case for the uh, for the Existence of God. Um, for best musical, it was Janine Tesori and David Lindsay Bears' Kimberly Akimbo. Like I said, Kimberly Akimbo won more than 50% of the ballots uh, the first time around. The only mm-hmm. other shows that received nominations were, um, it looks like, three, four, six. Um mm. The, the Hang had two. Ooh. Looks like uh, Kimberly, or I'm sorry, a par- uh, Intimate Apparel had one. Um, Paradise Square had one. And Suffs had one. The rest went to Kimberly Akimbo. Makes sense. Um, yeah. In the play um, voting by the on the third ballot which is a weighted ballot uh the case for the existence of god had 30 points um sanaz tusi's english had 18 tracy letts's the minutes had 17 prayer for the french republic had 15 and on sugarland had 13 um the group decided not to award a best foreign play winner this year which they could have but they also decided to award two special citations one to austin pendleton currently starring in the minutes um for 60 years of work in the theater and they also awarded the circle's second emerging talent special citation which went to sanaz tusi whose english Mm -hmm. and wish you were here were both produced this season the yeah the awards will be presented in a private ceremony at 54 below on may 20th very nice i you know the these awards never really make sense to me because as i said in the group chat i was surprised by case for the existence of god being eligible when it's for this season for this season when it's been running less than a month at this point i've I've, oh yeah yeah 
Weird. Very weird. Kimberly, uh, you know, Kimberly Akimbo, I have uh, spouted all my love for, so I think it is incredibly well-deserved. And hopefully I get to see Case for the Existence of God. I should be able to in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to the Actors Equity Foundation Awards. They present um, a handful of awards to honor veteran actors, promising performers, and best performances in classical and Shakespearean plays. There are um, a number of really fun names in here, including some that we have already mentioned. Um, the Richard Seff Award that goes to two veteran actors. One is Austin Pendleton for the minutes. The other is Betsy Idem for Prayer for the French Republic. The Clarence Derwent Award, which goes to two promising performances of the season, went to Carrie Young for Clyde's and Justin Cooley for Kimberly Akimbo. I know you raved about Kim- about Carrie Young with oh Grace God, on the Tony yeah. Nominations episode. Then the Callaway Award goes to two best performances in a classical play for Carson Elrod for The Alchemist and Rosalind Ruff for The Skin of Our Teeth. And then the Bayfield Award goes to outstanding performance in a Shakespearean play. This one goes to Amber Gray. Yeah. For Macbeth, which we love to see. Of course. And then after much delay and a lot of conjecture, thanks to corporate sponsors no longer being involved, (laughs) um, the nominations for the 66th Annual Drama Desk Awards will be announced today, Monday, May 16th. That'll be announced live on Spectrum News in uh, New York 1 at 4 p.m. The legendary George Takai will be um, making those announcements, and he'll be joined by Rochelle Boone and Frank DeLella. Um, The full announcements will then be uh, available in Drama Desk Awards and they will be announcing further details about the ceremony during this presentation Oof. as well. Award season, baby. Dang. Ooh, it is It is something for sure. Oof. All right, let's move into some other news. Starting off Broadway on Friday, the Vineyard Theater announced the casting and design team for the upcoming premiere of Lessons in Survival 1971, which dramatizes, uh, yeah, 10 years before I was born, which dramatizes an actual real-life interview between playwright Nikki Giovanni and novelist James Baldwin. Playing Giovanni will be Crystal Dickinson, who won a Theater World Award for Clybourne Park, was also on Broadway, and you can't take it with you with James Earl Jones, and just done Mm -hmm. a bunch of TV. The well, that's great. Crystal Dickinson is is fantastic. The one that really excited me was the fact that Baldwin will be played by Carl Clemens Hopkins. So good. Who was in the Chicago Company of Hamilton as both Burr and Washington, but uh, earned an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series for their performance as Marcus, the yeah. CEO of, of Deborah Vance's empire on the TV show Hacks, which I have just started <laughs> the yeah. second season of. Um, so that's great. They're amazing. Um, they really are. So excited about that one. That show is scheduled to begin performances on the 26th of May and is currently scheduled to play through June 30th. Would not hate a month-long extension <laughs> so that I could potentially see it when I come at the end of Fingers July. Fingers crossed for the month-long extension. Yeah. The rare month-long extension. I'm just saying, we know people who, you know, do press for the vineyard. Like, come on. Yeah, put in, come on, put in a good word for me. Come on. <laughs> Um, one other really cool story that also involves some uh, a TV star doing some theater. So apparently there were there have been a bunch of shows that have had to shut down performances over the weekend, including Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. Which Way to the Stage, Soft, Suffs. A lot of things have had COVID issues over the past week. And uh, Girl from the North Country has been hit particularly hard as well. In fact, they were going to have to shut down performances on the 13th, which was Friday, until... 
playwright and director Connor McPherson had a brilliant idea. The playwright decided, you know what? I know a really talented, experienced actor who knows this show pretty well. (laughs) Maybe we could get him to do the show with book in hand since he's never been a part of the book or been a part of the show. That is when ER... Um, if Top Gun and most recently, um, Children of a Lesser God on Broadway, uh, star I, uh... Anthony Edwards joined the production in the role of Dr. Walker. Of course, Anthony Edwards knows this show very well because his wife is recent Tony nominee Meyer Winningham, mm-hmm. who is the lead in the show. Interestingly enough, they just got married over during COVID. Like they live oh, near wow. each other. And I've read a story about them uh, months ago, how they had been friends for a long time. They'd worked together and because she, she was, she had been on ER as well. And yeah. um, they were both divorced. And during COVID, they ended up spending a lot of time together Cute. and they got married. So um, love that he came on, did the show, so, um, I, and uh, afterwards, they filmed a video to explain how this happened. But um, very cool. Uh, <laughs> I want to see know. more actors, spouses step into totally. roles like this. That's amazing. It's so good. So, so good. But um, yeah, and uh, his quote unquote son is a big part of the Top Gun Maverick sequel. Of course, uh-uh. his character, his character died. And the uh, original one, spoiler alert, from a (laughs) 30-year-old movie. Um, But Miles Teller plays his son in the the movie. Oh, I didn't realize that. uh, Yeah, Goose Jr. I don't know what his call sign is, but it's not Goose Jr., but it should be. It's absolutely Goose Jr. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that is a feel-good thing. One more feel-good recommendation before we let you go. Apparently... The icon herself, Lizzo, yes. has started diving deep into Broadway TikTok. Oh, my God. Over, over the weekend, um, first, actually, Grace sent me one where she had talked about how I'm not going to completely quote her caption of this TikTok. Oh, but no, it's, please do. <laughs> I would have given my left bleep lip to uh-huh. be at the Spring Awakening reunion show. And then Steven Sater <laughs> responded, talking about if he would have known, he would have made that happen. Oh my God, Next time yeah. they do a reunion, she's going to be like, they're going to do it just for her. She's going to be in it, all this stuff. Hell yes. Then she posted another one where she said she's been on um, Broadway TikTok so much, she needs to be in a musical yes, because she, she is obsessed with this um, bit of the Moulin Rouge sound or cast recording, not soundtrack. Oh my it's God, the t- Matt, please. Well, I it, I want to make it clear. It's the Tevate <laughs> version, not the Ewan yeah, McGregor version. Yeah. So um, she uh, sit, belts out this part from Moulin Rouge. So she is certainly taking over theater okay, TikTok yes. in all the ways that she needs to be. There's a lot of parts that I think we could dreamcast her in, totally. but um, get her on the stage. There was something there was uh, i guess a tweet going around a couple weeks ago just talking about how she would be so great in a rom-com which i absolutely agree with totally put her in anything on stage oh my goodness she'd be amazing i still have to watch her like amazon dance show that she has going yeah like looking for backup dancers yeah exactly put them all on stage too i'll be the happiest person on earth let's do it yeah. All right, everybody, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Lots of fun stuff coming up this oh week, my folks. Goodness. Then I saw her face. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs>
Now I'm a believer. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You better be right. Is all I gotta I, say with all grain these of salt. Jesus. I told you. I told you that I, that one is just. I heard it through the grapevine. We'll see what actually happens. The other one, though, I'm I choosing pretty, to believe. I'm choosing to believe. Uh, you're, you're I believe. To I believe in belief. Yeah. You bore leave. All right, everybody. Leave. Have a wonderful Monday. I'm sorry for the <laughs> in jokes that y'all are gonna have to decode hey, on your own. Get but, over it. All right. Have a wonderful Monday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. 